What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have an awesome powerhouse guest with us today. If you are an entrepreneur, you are going to want to listen up to this one. Dorothy is dedicated to helping women achieve unshakable confidence and utilize simple, repeatable systems and strategies in their sales so that they can attract ideal clients to their high ticket offers. She is an international sales and marketing consultant for online women entrepreneurs and offers done with you consulting to help six-figure online coaches and experts zero in on their zone of brilliance, simplify and increase their sales, and finally get all their fancy funnels and copywriting done, even if they dread tech and feel scattered. Her experience stems from 22 successful years in corporate sales for companies such as luxury brand Fairmont Hotels and Resorts, Granger, Valen, and Snap-on Tools, where she handled multi-million dollar portfolios. Her love for sales runs so deep that she took her successful simple sales system, became an ICF associated certified coach, and made the leap to become a small business that helps women create clients, grow their confidence, and make irresistible offers that they love to sell. You guys, I know so many of you guys are in sales and yet still either hate it, have weird feelings about it, feel slimy when you're doing it, just don't feel good about it or don't feel confident selling. And when you can, it is like magic. So listen up, get your notebooks out. This is an episode you're going to want to share with your teams. You're going to want to come back and listen to. It is so good. So let's turn it over to the conversation. All right, Dorothy, I am so excited to have you on. We were chatting a little bit before this and I'm like, I'm so fired up about this episode. It's going to be so good. So first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Micah. I'm really excited to be here too. It's kind of only my favorite topics to discuss. So yay. (laughs) I'm so pumped because I can promise you it's not our favorite for most of our listeners. They're like, (laughs) holy moly, how does she love this? And teach me how. So before we dig into all the good stuff, tell us more about your story. Who are you? All the good stuff. Um, so I'm a corporate escapee. I worked in sales and marketing from oh, way too young to admit, but probably around 17 was my first uh, sales job. And then I've been doing it ever since. And I'm 43 now. So uh, nice. for a while, and I started my online business, helping online women entrepreneurs um, to simplify and increase their sales in 2017, but it definitely wasn't refined to what it is now. It was me starting out as a health coach And then having my first coach call me out and say, I know you're helping people in the background to increase their sales and to get more sales confidence. Why the heck aren't you being like a business coach or a sales coach kind of thing? And I was like, I'm trying to run away from corporate and in corporate, all I did was sales. So that's sort of why 
I made the pivot because she helped me to see and understand that working with people who I want to help increase their sales to get confident in it and to feel better about it is actually really in my nature and altruistic and kind of wholesome versus when I was doing it for corporate, I was tired and I was exhausted and I was overworked and I wanted to quit because I had a new baby. So different thing, right? (laughs) I love it. So awesome. So what about sales? Like, I feel like this is like the one thing that I hear from so many people is like, oh, I want to help people. I want to help people. But the second a sale comes up or the second I'm supposed to sell them a product, like I freeze and I freak out and I feel weird. And like, how can we help our listeners fall in love with sales like you have? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Well, see, I come by it naturally because I have always been doing it. And I come from an entrepreneurial family. So that's the first thing to recognize. If you are finding that you are not in love with selling and you're not in love with marketing, just believe that you are totally normal. And that's what everybody's like. We have been brought up not to ask strangers for money or things, right? So why would we naturally feel comfortable then saying my value is worth this? And I want you to pay me to buy it from me. It's a completely natural thing. The other thing is, is that most of the time, most of us actually aren't selling ourselves unless you're in like body work, let's say, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You're not actually, even then you're not actually selling your body. You're selling an experience. So none of us are selling ourselves. Yeah. We're selling either a product or a service. And instead of making it about us, it's really about the buyer, right? So it's the result they're going to get. It's the experience they're going to have. It's the insights, the aha moments, the solutions that you're going to help them achieve, right? Or you're going to provide in the nature of what I do, a lot of done with you stuff. So it's like, you hate the idea of writing your sales page because it seems daunting and overwhelming. And I come in and bang it out for you. And it feels really good because you're like, ah, I look like a professional with a sales page, right? So that sort of thing doesn't make me feel bad about asking money for it because it's collapsing time for you. And your listeners should feel that way too. They should feel like, I always say it's getting your uh, peach behind your offer (laughs) as in your ASS. So (laughs) when you're basically making an offer, when you're, you know, selling a service, you said a lot of your listeners are in network marketing or that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. When they're selling products, it's because they love them. Right. They're not selling themselves. Don't worry. No one's buying you. They're buying your personality, your experience, your sharing of something awesome with them. 
that's a totally different thing. And it changes the dynamic of how you feel, but it's not unnatural to not like sales. It's not unnatural to feel uncomfortable. That's normal. We all should kind of feel that way a little bit because that means we're not the traditional used car salesman. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is so many people have had such negative experience like on the consumer end of sales, feeling pushed, feeling manipulated, feeling whatever. And then you're so passionate about not doing that with someone else. You're like, I don't want to do that. So then you're afraid of selling period. Like it stops there instead of like getting curious and like, okay, well, if I don't want to be that way, how can I be, how can I serve? How can I do it differently? How can I make sure that they have a completely different experience than that was for me And you really are in control of the situation. Like you can give them the experience that you want to give them. And I think that's the beauty of it. You talked about like really understanding what you're selling, really believing, essentially believing in the solution that you're giving them, the problem that you're solving. And to me, when so much shifted for me, because I had my own sales ish at the beginning of my um, <laughs> I love that. journey, like it was, I was the ultimate, I do not want to be salesy. I do not want to be weird. I do not want people to run away from me when they see me. Like, I don't want to be that person. So how can I do this in a way that feels authentic to me? But I believed so fully in what I was giving them. And when I focused on that and took the focus off of me, because I was afraid of rejection I was afraid of judgment. I was afraid of what they were going to think when I sent them the message, inviting them to learn more, inviting them to whatever I was. It was all focused on me. It was selfish. It was me, 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 me. And as soon as I took the focus off of me and put the focus on the people that I could serve and how I could bless their life and how I could help them transform and how I could give them a solution for something that they were praying for. I was like, how can I not open my mouth about this? Like it became so much easier. So I want to bring that up as well, in case our listeners are similar to how I was at the beginning, afraid of rejection, afraid of like all of those things that are so normal, that simple shift in making it about them instead of me, like really, really just eased the entire process for me. It took a lot of the angst and the yuckiness out of the equation. You're also, there's a difference between how sales are taught. There's a lot of people who teach aggressive sales, Mm, right? So they teach operating off of people's pain points. They teach, um, you know, waiting for them to say something after you've given them this, like flooring them price point, that sort of thing. And I think that that's kind of along the lines of psychological warfare to people. Right. And of course that's not going to feel good because it's not how you would conduct yourself in your day-to-day life. Um, I help people get to the point where it's like pitch free selling. So you're not actually having to ask them any questions. They ask you how to work with you. That changes the game a lot and relationship-based sales. So permission-based sales where you are asking questions like, so tell me, you know, what's the problem you're experiencing right now? What have you already tried? Great. So how has that been working for you? What would you like to do? What would you like to achieve? Right. And this takes time and it's not all in one fell swoop. It's not in this speedy conversation, but when you get, whenever I have sales conversations with people now, I very, very rarely end up saying to them, would you like to hear more about what it would sound like to work with me? Yeah. Because they're already embedded in the prescription. They already know you. Whenever people get to sales pages or sales conversations, they're very likely ready to buy from you. And if they're not, then we need to fix that situation on the front, right? To make it so that you're not feeling like you have to be a pushy salesperson because you don't like it. Therefore, nobody likes it. 
And sales should be like offering someone a piece of gum. If they give you an objection or a rejection and say, no, are you really upset if someone doesn't want your piece of gum? Right. It's just, it's, you're like, okay, cool. So not now or not for me. And then ask why, you know, if it's a fresh breath thing, maybe encourage them. Right. (laughs) But if you're, if you're offering something and they say, no, find out why not. Yeah. Just ask. It throws people off a million times to one to say to them really, okay, I'm so glad, you know, we got to this conclusion. You've made your decision. Can you tell me why? And just let them talk. Because there's all your objection handling that you can throw into your sales page, into your emails, into your content to pre-handle objections. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk about pre-handling objections for a second, because I think this is really powerful. And I think not enough people use their conversations and what they're learning, what they're experiencing as actual learning tools. Like if you're getting the same objection over and over and over, clearly the values missing the, like you're not explaining something correctly. Like there's something missing. So really digging into these conversations. And just like she said, taking this as, okay, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to hear why they're not ready for this or why they don't see it fit. And I'm going to make sure that I'm explaining this in a different way or helping people understand why this could actually be for them or whatever. Like that's content for days. and days and days and days, because if one person feels it, so do so many others. And you just haven't been able to talk to them yet. So what would you say to someone who's like, okay, well, I don't, I don't really use that as part of my content strategy. So what would that look like as far as pulling information or pulling objections or whatever prior experience, whatever it might be? Okay. So the first thing is you better start using it for your content would be my recommendation, right? Because it's such an effective piece of content across emails, uh, social media, wherever you put it on your TikTok, that sort of thing. Um, Be talking about myths, be talking about misconceptions and be talking about the belief shifts you need people to make before they become your buyer. Yes, That's such an important piece of how you actually create clients because I don't believe you find them. I believe you create them. So when you're going out into the world and say, you're hearing crickets. I had a client recently I worked with and none of her stuff was selling. And she's an expert. She's been a speaker at Google. She's been a speaker at eBay. She basically has done some incredible things person to person. COVID hit and it threw her into a quagmire of going online. Mm -hmm. So it was all this, you know, steep learning curve, learning Facebook, learning marketing, learning all these things. And everything she was saying had no responses. So that's an extra hard problem, right? You're not hearing even the objection. So if you've got no clients and you're not hearing anything when you put out your content and it's just crickets, then you have resources. You go to answerthepublic.com, you go to Google, you go to Amazon and you look up books on your subject and you read the feedback, Mm -hmm. Audible if you've got it, right? the, the feedback on audible, look for the questions people are asking, look for the ways that they're complaining about the content that's out there already and start fielding that as seeds. But the other part was she's a 35 plus year expert in her field. Guess why people weren't responding? It's because she talked a language no one understood, right? She was using words and terminology and phrasing and acronyms and all these things from this highest level of education. And people didn't understand what she was asking or what she was saying, and it wasn't relatable. And she was giving everything, literally teaching everything. And I'm, I'm bad for that as well. I like to give people as much as I can, but she was teaching people things and they were being brought to what I call a cliff or a threshold. 
And that is when you give someone a solution, but you're not there to support them, they get to the edge of the cliff and they still have questions and they still have problems and they can't quite figure out the nuanced details of what your service provides. And they literally fall off that cliff and they're pissed at you. And you've never talked to them. You don't know. They took your top three tips for this. And then they go, oh, that kind of worked, but not really. And I'm in a mess. So what would you do if someone listening is like, oh, frick, I'm pretty sure that's what I'm doing. <laughs> what would you tell them? Like, what's the solution for that? Walk them through that. Um, it is totally normal. And we are people <laughs> pleasers and we are givers as women. So give yourself a pat on the back. That's what you've been basically groomed to do. Right. So good for you. However, what you want to be doing is giving people wins that are actionable, that work. So shrink it down, get smaller, but look at belief shifting people. Hmm. So we talked about belief shifts in the beginning of the episode, right? I hate sales. Stop saying it because saying it means it probably won't work out well. Anything that you hate doesn't come to you. So I'm getting better at sales. Boom. Belief shift. Two seconds, just a thought process for you to noodle around. Are you at the edge of a cliff? No. Can you get a win from that? Yes. Is it stupidly simple to someone like me who's been doing sales for 24 years? Feels like it, but it's the right piece of content for your audience. So be yeah. thinking of it like that. If you have products that you're selling, because you said a lot of people are doing network marketing, mm -hmm. be thinking about the result beyond what they're looking for and give them simple hints and solutions that guide them to that. So long-lasting lip wear, let's say, right? You don't want to talk about how it stays on your lips for 12 hours. You want to talk about how it was when they went to um, their daughter's wedding and they never had to refresh. And they were so busy and doing all these things and it just, they, it never occurred to them that they should reapply their lipstick. And they showed up in all these pictures and looked amazing, right? If it's Norwex, then, you know, what's it like to have people come over and your house is dust-free and you kind of forgot to dust for a month? But because you're using such a high quality product, da, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Be taking them there, helping them believe shift that way to the new reality that they're going to experience, giving them that and giving them little simple moves forward because you can't give them your whole solution. Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs. What if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you? What if it could be easier? What if it could be more joyful? What if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work? Do you think you could be consistent? I think you could. So many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation. They're relying on getting through it. They're relying on the grind. They're relying on the hustle. And then they get burnt out. They get overwhelmed. They get stuck. They lose the joy. And they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So this is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, 
we're going to move through that and into alignment, into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy, because I can promise you that is easy to show up for. So get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay. Back to the show. And I think that's what, I think that's what a lot of people try to do. They've heard, we've heard this for so long. You've got to give more value. You've got to give more value. You've got to give more, give more, give more. And people are like, I don't have anything else to give. Like what the heck? (laughs) But I love that. Like, it's not so much more value. I love the belief shifts. Like it really is shifting from they've got roadblocks. They've got reservations. They've got their own something that's standing in their way. How can you help them shift through that in order to see that there's another way or there's a different way, or there's the easier way, or there's something. And that leads them down the path of hopefully a solution that you can help them solve. So it's like those little, like, tink, 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 like you're just kind of like chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, helping them see over time that what you have can help them get exactly what they want. But right now they're not in a place where they see it yet. They don't hear it yet. They're not ready to hear it yet, but those belief shifts, like those, those, the content that you create that helps them shift through, Oh, sales actually isn't hard. I've just grown up thinking that, but then you're like helping chip away at that chip away at that. Then it starts to open their brain around, Oh, actually what if sales could be fun? What if sales could be enjoyable? What if sales could actually feel good? What if sales could be a game, right? I love it. What if collecting objections could be a game? I always say to people, you want to collect a lot of objections now. You want to collect objections early because once you have mastered all your objections and you'll never master all of them, but you'll master the top three, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have time. I don't have the money and I'm scared. I'm going to fail. Boom, boom, boom. They're going to say that to you, no matter Mm -hmm. what you sell from, you know, a little trinket all the way up to my high ticket offers. People say to me, well, can you guarantee me success? Of course not. Yeah. No one can guarantee you success, but yourself right? I got an answer for that one. Boom. And they're like, Oh yeah. So I'm like, you're, you're all in on you or you're not. And you don't spend money when you're not all in on you. Totally. Right. Place your bets kind of thing. Whereas in the beginning, if somebody says, Oh, can I guarantee results? And you're not really sure because you're just creating stuff and you're afraid to not say no, you want that to happen early. Mm-hmm. You want to have figured that out. You want to be the person who says, yeah, I'll get you $10,000 months. I guarantee it. And then when you get to month two and they're like, Hey, where's my 10 K? And you're like, Oh crap. You're <laughs> never going to say it again. So right. you don't disappoint 30 more clients by promising right. results. You can't deliver. You right. realize that it's not you. It's them. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Be an objection collector. Like every single one of our listeners if you embraced objections and if you embrace those conversations where they're saying no and why, like, what is the reasoning you will walk away from that, not feeling defeated, not feeling like you lost, not feeling like it was a fail, but feeling like, okay, sweet. Now I'm a little bit more equipped for next time. And now I'm a little bit more equipped for the content that I'm creating for the way, for the way that I'm going to serve my audience. Like, and it completely shifts the energy around it. So the less you can resist the thing you need to be doing, the easier it's going to feel. And I think a lot of people resist sales because there's so much that they hate about it. And rejection is one of those, but really that's part of the process. And it's part of the learning process. And it's part of the 
improving how you're talking and how you're communicating and how you're understanding and serving the people that you want to help. So embrace it. And I love that you're just like, nope, just collect it. Like that's positive experience. I love it. Um, you have a simple framework. Have you talked about it or is that something that we can dig into yes. when it comes to, okay, perfect. You can, it's, it's six things. So if we okay. have time, we can do it. Let's do it. <laughs> totally Let's bust through it. I want to. <laughs> okay. So I was having a hard time in the beginning, figuring out like how people were doing this and I needed a framework or a format by which I was doing things. And people always come to me and say, I don't have a framework. I don't have this. I don't have that. And they do. I pull them out of people left, right, and center. And it's part of how you can communicate better, right? Mm. So understand that whenever you have a process, even if like your network marketing people, even if you have a three-step process, your client will appreciate that. If it's like, we do a skin evaluation and then we prescribe you a product and then you use it for a month and then you give me feedback and we decide what to do from there. Like that's a framework. That's a process, yeah. right? In business, when we're entrepreneurs, sometimes it's hard to pull out our step-by-step -step process. For me, I wanted something to be able to share with people, to teach them how you create sales without overwhelming yourself and falling apart. And that's where Simple came from. So it was what I started to see I was helping my clients with. S in the Simple is sales mindset. So it is different than mindset in that I want you to start looking at your value and your worth through the lens of sales. Mm. So stop giving it all away for free. Stop, I, you know, not identifying things that are of value. When people are like, oh my gosh, this was so great. Start realizing, hey, maybe I could be charging for a consult call, or maybe I could package this up and make a little offer. A lot of people, uh, for instance, in my client load that I have right now had trouble making reels. So they're like, make a product and then just sell us the product and then sell it to other people. And I was like, ah, there's a bunch of people who do reels, right? There's a bunch of people who teach it. Tech sucks to put into your product base because you're constantly updating it, right? Instagram mm -hmm. changes its uh, algorithm and its rules and its features, you know, more than it changes its underwear, right? <laughs> um, if Instagram had underwear, I guess. It does it a lot. So I was like, ah, I don't know. But the fundamentals behind it and my twist on it are different. And it sells. So yeah. I talk about short, short form video success is what I sell them. So putting a sales lens on, putting a sales mindset on. I is implement daily, which everybody thinks I'm going to start beating them with the consistency stick. And I don't want you to do that because consistency is hard in the beginning and we're all up in our head and we have these you know, struggles and things to overcome. What I want you to do to implement daily is I want you to come up with a system that you can do every day. Did you do, I, I find people all the time who post consistently on social media, like a maniac, but they've never talked to anyone. So sales activity that you should be implementing daily is to make connections with people, have conversations with people and get your big girl panties on and get a little bit afraid and lean into your self-development of loving sales and get uncomfortable with someone and say, Hey, would it, would you like to jump on a call with me? Would you like to discuss how I could help you solve this problem? So implementing those types of actions daily, even if it's like growing your list, getting people to opt in, those sorts of conversations are going to help you in the long run far more than not doing everything every day and just creating what I call passive sales, which is like you're creating content and putting it out there into the world and it's hope marketing. You're hoping people will respond and you're hoping mm -hmm. people will buy from you. Instead, talk to people. You'll create that. far more clients and far more sales if you actually have conversations with real human beings every single day even if you had no presence on social media. Love okay. It. That's the I M is monetize your knowledge. 
So now that you've looked at what you do and what people say is awesome about you, you want to start creating that intersection that I call your brilliant zone, right? So you know what you're passionate about. You know what you love to do. You know that you'd like to sit on a beach and relax every day and read books, but maybe that's not going to make you a bazillionaire like you're hoping for. So you want to monetize the value that you have. You want to create that intersection between what you're passionate about and what can actually make you money and find that intersection. And that's your brilliant zone that you can monetize. Is it one thing for multi-passionates? No. Our ADHD folks in the world are neurodivergent people. It can be more than one thing. That's totally fine. What I want you to work on is figuring out before you go crazy and before you start making a whole bunch of stuff, one problem you solve. Put a price point on it and try and market it. Monetize your value. Okay. And then um, P is you're going to be producing the value. So sorry, monetize your knowledge. And then P is produce value. So produce value. We just had this whole discussion about it, right? People are like, what the hell is value anyways? Can everyone just stop telling me to produce value? Stop defining producing value as these grandiose, you know, fabulous hour long YouTube videos that you see with all this content and all these things produce things that you wish that you had have heard before you got started. If you're dealing with your transformation, or if you're like me with sales, I wish somebody had told me way back in the day, it has nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with your, you know, perfect client, please focus on them and what they need and their problems and get out of your own head and you'll get out of your own way. Right. Mm -hmm. So looking at those small little snippets of wisdom that everyone has and creating those as pieces of valuable content and keep it simple. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't feel like your value has to be these overarching huge things. Um, Leverage Simple Systems is the next one. I'm always talking to um, clients and, oh gosh, a lot of the communities that I'm involved in and they're spending days, weeks, months. uh, I've met people who have actually spent years paying for learning management softwares like Akartra or Kajabi or some sort of course platform, right? That they are debating buying or paying for or this or that. And I'm like, great, what are you selling? Have you ever written a sales page on a Google doc and done a PayPal link? You need an email service provider. You need a payment processor, which can be (laughs) PayPal in the beginning. And you need to write some things on paper that you can share with people with some details about what you're offering. That's it. You can make a ton of sales. I know from my most recent mentor, um, his now five figure offer is on a Google doc. Hot dang. Yeah. You don't need all these complicated things in the beginning. Absolutely. I'm going to be the person who comes along your side and says, you need to simplify, you need to streamline, you need to systematize, you need to do this, you need to do that in the future. But when you're initially looking to make sales, please, for the love of all that is holy, just make it simple. I love it. Yep. And then the last one is the mindset piece. It's expect success. If you don't get your butt behind your offers, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't become your biggest cheerleader every single day, it's going to get muddy. It's going to get thick. It's going to get hard. And you're going to stop. You have to believe you're going to figure it out no matter what. And that in and of itself is your life's work and the mindset you will do forever because new level, new devil. I know I do it every time I increase my prices. I'm like, Oh, is this going to work? Right. And it, it, magically it's kind of that saying about how you've uh what is it about you've survived 100% of every hard thing you've ever done because yep. your days have always worked out right you're here still it's the same thing with your business every time you try to do something and you lean into that uncomfortable spot it's like self development you're going to get there i love that so much i always say 
entrepreneurship is a personal growth journey packaged up in a business opportunity. Like it really is. And if you aren't ready to embrace the uncomfortable, the growth, the everything that's going to be essential to be successful, then it's probably not the game for you, but you're here for a reason and it is for you. So just embrace it, expect it to feel uncomfortable, expect it to feel like, holy crap, am I ever going to figure this out? Well, probably not because you're going to start to feel like you do. And then you're going to be hit in the face with something new. And that's your next opportunity to grow and to embrace it and to learn. And that's why it never gets boring because there's always something new and in front of us. Yeah. The entrepreneurial roller coaster is real. The emotional roller coaster is real. Anybody who's like faking it and saying they have it all together, the income roller coaster can stop, but the emotional roller coaster is probably going to keep going because we're a little bit addicted personality type wise to those experiences, right? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I sincerely believe like we're spiritual beings having a human experience and we came here for that experience, right? We came here for the ups and the downs. Yeah. And so if we hold on to that expectations of success, it's just like, this is a really cool mountain I'm climbing right now. I'm tired. The lactic acid is kicking in and it doesn't feel good. However, I know I can make it to the top. I've done it before. I'll do it again. I can. And if you don't have you know, the right people around you. I always say to people like, get an accountability person, get a mastermind, get a coach touting my own thing, but you know what I mean? Get somebody who's behind you and sees you and cheers you on because sometimes cheering yourself on by yourself is like not that much fun, Mm -hmm. but you will get there. Absolutely. I love it so much. This is so good. It's so crazy because no matter what topic we're covering, mindset and personal growth and accountability and support system and masterminds. It's like, it's always part of the equation, no matter what topic comes up. So if you need to do you know why that is, why? Well, think about it. And I was just, I, it's funny because I just did an Instagram reel on this like today. So it's, (laughs) it's top of mind. Um, I'm always saying to people, when we think about getting a coach, when we think about getting help, there's no business in the world where there isn't leaders. Coaching is leadership. 
Consulting is leadership. That's management. It's leadership, right? You may have had some really bad people in the real world that have been your leader or your manager, but really good ones, they're not by themselves either. Yeah. You have a board of directors. You have investors. You have all those people around you. Like no one's doing this alone. So why is, are we as entrepreneurs? Yes, I understand. Sometimes there's financial barriers. Get yourself in a community that doesn't cost money to be in until you can afford to you know, have some people support you and help you, that sort of thing. But Or read books. Books. Books are darn good. And they tend to be rather inexpensive, right? Does, but yeah. that's why. Because no one has seen success all by themselves. Absolutely. So it's just normal that you're going to get a rallying team around you, that you're going to get help. And that, you know, if you want to collapse time, people go to experts for that. That's normal. There's no, so when you sell your stuff, right. And you're collapsing that time for people and you're providing expertise and giving them solutions and solving problems and changing their life. Are you really going to be that upset about putting a price tag on it? You put the time in, you put the work in, you put the effort in, you figured something out that they wish they knew that's like going to university for life. Yeah. Got to pay. Yeah. I think lots of times people get so hung up on the credentials and the degrees and the whatever, but there's something about experience that you can't put letters behind. Like if you have walked through something and you can then teach someone how to get through it even better than you did, or speed up the process or experience success faster or whatever, if you can give someone that people are willing to pay for that. They want the transformation and they want it faster. So if you can give them that, then you have something to package up and sell. So don't sell yourself short just because you don't have the degree or you don't have the credential or you don't have the whatever, just believe in yourself and believe in your experience because you walked the path you have you have for a reason. So just my two cents on that. Absolutely. Right, that's, that's, that's part of that brilliant zone thing, right? Yeah. Having the intersection. A lot of people, when they come to me and they talk about what they can do and how they can help, do not talk about their lived experience. Mm. And your lived experience is your unique ticket to revenue. Yeah. Guaranteed. You've got something else in there that you haven't had someone pull out of you for you to be able to be like, oh yeah, actually, I don't know anyone else who's done that. No one's yeah. lived your life. I love it. Dorothy, where can our listeners connect more with you? Where can they find your stuff? All the, all the social media things. <laughs> my website is dorothyvilnov.com. Um, I'm most active uh, in my Facebook group is Wildly Confident Sales, um, but you'll find me at Dorothy Villanov Coaching uh, is my Facebook page. And then I'll guide you to Wildly Confident Sales if you don't find that right away. And then Instagram, I'm at Dorothy Villanov Coaching. Awesome. You guys, if you found this valuable, which I'm 99.999% sure <laughs> you found some nugget in here that you can cling on to and grow from. Make sure that you share it. Make sure that you send it to your teammates, to anyone that you feel would just find hope and excitement and good energy around this. When you can shift, if you are an entrepreneur, I don't care if you're selling a product, a service, a home, whatever you're selling, you're selling something. And if you can get behind it in a new way where you love it, you believe in it, you're confident about it, you're excited about it, it will tr- completely transform your business. I can promise you that. So Dorothy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today. And we will definitely stay connected. I'm excited to see everything you continue to do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Micah. It was so fun. You bet. All right, you guys, we'll see you back here in another week. Chat soon.
wrapping up another episode and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.